0: Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Are you curious about the ketogenic diet, but you're confused about all the different versions? Or maybe you've tried going keto in the past, but it just didn't work for you. Well, today's guest, Dr. Anna Kabeka, author of Keto Green 16, is going to share the right way to reaching ketosis by using a healthy combination of ketogenic and alkaline foods. If you want to know how to balance your hormones, reach your ideal weight, and achieve optimal health don't go anywhere it all starts now it's
1: to your good health radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert dr david friedman changing lives just for the health of it
0: Our next guest is an Emory University-trained triple board certified physician with specialties in gynecology, obstetrics, integrative, anti-aging, and regenerative medicine. Her work has been featured in all major news media, including NBC, CBS, ABC, People.com, Reader's Digest, Huffington Post, MindBodyGreen, and SiriusXM. She's the author of the game-changing best-selling book, The Hormone Fix*. Her new book is called Keto Green 16 The Fat Burning Power of Ketogenic Eating Plus The Nourishing Strength of Alkaline Foods Equals Rapid Weight Loss and Hormone Balance. Welcome to the show, Dr. Annika Becca.
1: Great to be here, Dr. Friedman. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, great to have you here. First, share with us what inspired you to write Keto Green 16?
1: Ah, well, my own journey. You know how they say sometimes your mess becomes your message? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so
1: that's certainly, that's certainly true with me. I was struggling at age 48 with um, experiencing what all my patients would come in oftentimes in this perimenopausal time period and and tell me they were experiencing. They'd say, Dr. Right. Anna, um, gaining weight, 5, 10, 20 pounds without doing anything different. And, you know, I have to admit that initially as a young doctor, I was quite skeptical of that statement. But after hearing it year after year, I started, you know, really digging in. But then I turned 48 and it was 20 pounds that came on overnight, basically really without doing anything different. So I I dug into keto, really restricting carbs, but I felt terrible. I was what I call keto crazy or keto cranky, mm-hmm. and that is you can't do that when you have teenage girls in the house. That's for sure, right. and not to mention brain fog, memory loss. But the weight gain was really um, troublesome. So I uh, I. Recognized, I needed to understand what was affecting my hormones and my neurotransmitters. And even though it was a healthy keto diet, it wasn't healthy for me. And so I did something um, that I told my patients to do for over a decade, and that is check urine pH. Mm -hmm. And I checked my urine pH, and I was as acidic as the pH paper would read. And for me, that was an aha moment that now I could understand why I was struggling, why I was feeling irritable, that my body was was, um, missing something and more likely getting inflamed and so I just started adding the alkalinizers and that just was a huge turning point I lost the 20 pounds in a few weeks but more than that I gained my clarity sanity and my life back and you know despite nothing in my external circumstances changing my internal physiology really changed and that gave me hormone balance and so from here I created keto green 16 hence the green for the alkalinizers The Keto Mm -hmm. Green 16, more than what we eat, but a way of life too.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up about the different types of the keto diet. I saw a patient that was doing the traditional ketogenic diet. She had bacon for breakfast, hamburger for lunch, she had steak for dinner. She lost weight, mission accomplished. But as you mentioned, she had all the symptoms, the headache, the brain fog, no energy, but her hair also started to fall out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's different ways. So I commend you with, you know, you, you, you offer healthy fat options like wild-caught fish and organic chicken and plant-based fats like olive oil, nuts, and, Avocados, but you mentioned that word, alkaline foods. Share with us, what does pH have to do with getting healthy and losing weight?
1: Yeah, and and this is a really fascinating area of science for me as I've really been digging through the literature for the last five years, and um, our, our blood pH, as we know, our, when we talk about blood pH, that right. stays really stable, slightly alkaline. And when we measure it, we're checking arterial blood, not venous blood, like we get a blood draw, but arterial blood um, as fresh from the lungs as possible, oxygenated blood. And that pH is really balanced at close to 7.4, a little bit high, a little bit low, and we're really sick. Our your, Different areas of our body have different pHs. And our urine right. is almost, I would consider it a, thermometer for how well we're doing nutritionally and you know interactively because when we are malnourished we'll have more acidic urine when we're eating foods that we have food sensitivities to or allergic to we'll have more acidic urine when we're not right. having micronutrients Have more acidic, and we are stressed, and our body's pumping out cortisol, which pushes hydrogen ion across the renal tubules. We become our urine pH becomes more acidic, and this is one of the reasons that most. I think it's the statistics show that ninety three percent of diets fail. It's because it's not just about what we eat. So incorporating the nutritional and lifestyle aspects, meditation, you know good night's sleep, mm-hmm. hydration, different things like that, different factors really help our body balance uh, balance our hormones in that way. So that alkalinity, we want the urine pH to be greater than 7 on average throughout the day and then use that as a discovery tool, which many, I have thousands of clients doing my programs online now, and they are just loving this discovery process because they can see when they get stressed or when they mm-hmm. eat something off, you know, that affects their body adversely and um, really seeing some great results when they get into that keto green zone.
0: Great. So give us an example. I guess what would some alkaline foods be that would be uh, pro-keto green 16?
1: Yeah. So, and this is really important to add to um, any, really any diet, but the dark green leafy vegetables. So kale, spinach, chard, Swiss chard, and Mm -hmm. definitely beet greens. Beet greens are one of the most alkalinizing greens. And it's something we like, you know, eat the beets and throw away the greens. We have to do the opposite. Save those beets for, you know, making, putting a little bit in a smoothie to make it look like a strawberry smoothie or Uh to use on a feast day because beets are fabulous for you, but they're high in carbohydrates and sugar. So those beet greens though, one of the most alkalinizing vegetables that there is. And it's really one of my favorite. And also in my book, Keto Green 16, I choose 16 food types. So dark green leafies are one, but cruciferous vegetables are another. And it, cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts—those are highly nutritious. They contain sulfurophanes, which help our body with estrogen detoxification. So it's another reason we incorporate those. Plus, again, they're low carbohydrate, will keep you in that keto zone.
0: Right. Now, in your book, you recommend lemons and limes. Now, most people consider these acidic foods. Share why they are actually healthy and they promote alkalinity.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because the way they react to our body increases our, you know, increases our alkaline urine pH. And mm-hmm. so, even though they're acidic on the outside, the way our body absorbs them and, it, you know, the way we measure, ph in our body it actually works as an alkalinizer in our body so in the morning i have clients drink a ideally a room temperature glass of water and they can Mm -hmm. add in a squirt of lemon juice even adding in a teaspoon to a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in the morning is is very good to help get your body on in the alkaline zone
0: so when you see people lose you know the, the most weight the quickest what is probably give me your top 2 foods that they eliminate and it's the wow factor like the you know the staples for most Americans but they need to be off of them.
1: Oh yeah, let's start with creams and you know like the definitely the a full fat. Well, the creamers with sugar and sweeteners in it, uh-huh. definitely that. So anything with sugar, that's the biggie. We need that, you know, to eliminate sugar. And Dr. Friedman, I really consider sugar like this bad ex-boyfriend, the toxic ex-boyfriend, because <laughs> he just wants to keep creeping into your relationship, you know, like, oh, just one more time, just once, right? right. And, um, and that's how sugar is. So breaking up with sugar for good is a really good policy. And, and it's, it's part of the Keto Green 16 plan. Right. Like, we can do this for 16 days and it really does change your life so that you're not desiring that sweet, you know, that toxic ex-boyfriend will not be able to sneak back yeah. in.
0: Does that toxic mm-hmm. boyfriend include fruit sugar? Is that off limits?
1: Well, in Keto Green 16, I added a, uh, one of the 16 ingredients is digestive fruits. So fruits that help with digestion. But if they kick us out of ketosis, we have to eliminate them during this time, but it's nice to try. And those three fruits that I've used are papaya, pineapple, and mango.
0: Nice. And I I get some
1: great dessert recipes for those. So with the dinner meal, it's that extra boost of carbohydrates also helps us get a better night's sleep, especially as women in menopause.
0: That's awesome. I know with uh, pineapple, really good for pain inflammation because of the bromelain in there. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, that's a good healthy one. Now, your last book was a critically acclaimed best selling book called The Hormone Fix. And many of our female listeners out there, they're dealing with this menopause, hormonal related weight gain and all those side effects that come with it. How can going on the keto diet actually improve hormonal imbalances?
1: Yeah, because the major players, and as a gynecologist, this is one thing I always say, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And I would love to say it's all about our hormones, estrogen and progesterone, mm-hmm. testosterone, and even DHEA. However, it comes to the master hormone regulators, including insulin and cortisol. When these are out of whack running haywire, it's creating havoc with all our reproductive hormones because cortisol is made from progesterone. Progesterone right. is is depleted in times of high or chronic stress or PTSD, and that also leads to a depletion in our reproductive hormones, a decrease in production of DHEA, estrogen and testosterone. And insulin also affects testosterone production, progesterone levels, and certainly can affect our thyroid and as well as estrogen and increase increase um, um, uh, decrease our fat burning metabolism as a result of becoming more insulin resistant as time goes on and an- Another thing I talk about in the mm-hmm. hormone fix is our most powerful hormone in our body, which happens to be our most alkalinizing hormone in our body, and that is oxytocin. The hormone oxytocin associated with love, connection, and just a powerful hormone with so many good qualities about it. Appetite suppressant, pain relief, anti-aging, you know, all these good aspects is all associated with oxytocin. So I share really how to bring more oxytocin into your life, again, despite external circumstances.
0: So all we need is love, like the Beatles said, huh? Uh,
1: That'll help. I was going
0: to... I was going to play that as you're saying that all we need is love. Yes, <laughs> do it, the. do it. Tell us about dairy. Is that off limits on the keto green 16 diet, including cheese?
1: So when it comes to dairy, I omit it from all of my recipes because number one, it is the most common, one of the most common food sensitivities um, next to gluten in in so many of my clients, but also I am dairy sensitive, so I don't cook with it. So it's not part of my recipe creations. There are some recipes that I put it as optional in Keto Green 16. I have the Omnivore plan; it does omit grains and dairy, and the same with the vegan plan.
0: That's great. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an agreeance. That's the one f- I, I consider dairy public enemy number one mm-hmm. in my book as well. And it brings us up to a, a good point. You know, there's so many differences of opinion. I, I interview people, you know, from the various fields. It's almost like a political, the vegan, the paleo. And, but there's one thing that everyone seems to agree on. Inflammation is the cause of most disease. They seem to all grasp that. So share with us how going the keto green route can help reduce inflammation in the body.
1: Oh, my goodness. So many ways. The first is by managing cortisol, managing our stress, simple things that we can do, part of the keto green way beyond what we eat, how we live, how we think, you know, who we interact with, All of those things affect our stress level and empowering our normal circadian rhythm and our normal healthy stress response is really critical. In times like this, we're in a chronic, many of us are in a chronic stress response and we Mm -hmm. have to break that and it's in our power to do that. So by managing cortisol, which is a big culprit to increasing glucose and increasing inflammation and the second way, and that's by getting alkaline, that alkaline green component, the second part, ketosis, creates insulin sensitivity and in Keto Green 16, we see really rapid results and insulin sensitivity is known to decrease our inflammation and improve our, you know, blood sugar, our baseline blood sugar, and in all ways help markers, the biomarkers of good quality health, including the hemoglobin A1C. All
0: Right. interesting. The, um, another big controversial topic when it comes to inflammation is coffee. Where does that fall? I know it's considered acidic. Is that anti-alkaline part of the well, diet or is it off limits?
1: This is where the challenge is. Cause I, uh-huh. you know, we have our coffee addicts, we have our uh-huh. coffee culture and it certainly is. I, I started drinking small little um, Turkish coffees when I was like right. six or seven years old. Right. So, right. but this is, this is the issue. When we wake up, we're already tailoring towards dehydration and acidity. So the first thing we do is grab that cup of coffee, which is like pouring fuel on a fire. And for many of us, that's going to, that caffeine's going to increase cortisol especially if we have tender adrenals right. and that will increase cortisol and increase our blood glucose. Now I may have known it theoretically, but what proved it to myself was in, in preparing recipes for K-16 I've been wearing Freestyle Libre Continuous Blood Sugar Monitor. So it, it measures my sugar levels every minute of the day. And what I noticed when I would get up in the morning and have that cup of coffee, uh, my blood sugar would go up 20 to 30 points, 20 to 30 units. Wow. Uh, it's very interesting. And and so then I just played around. Well, how did I do with herb tea, caffeinated tea versus herbal tea? Not so bad, but coffee, a huge culprit. So what I have clients do, I have them wake up and do a tall glass of water or an alkalinizing elixir first right. thing in the morning. And then after they break fast, and have your coffee, or if you must, have your keto tea or keto coffee um, in the morning to, to help you make that sixteen-hour intermittent fast that we Damn. push people towards in Keto Green Sixteen. Yeah, how do you feel about coffee?
0: Yeah, I think that it's uh, like I said, I'm on the fence. I think some people process it well, and others don't. I'm one that, mm-hmm. that, that that does not. You know, these are the people that have irritable bowels. You don't want coffee that creates peristalsis. Why would you want coffee in there? <laughs> so you know, and jittery and, and 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 irritability, but. Some people process it better. They're focused. They're in a good mood. So, you know, I'm kind of mixed. I'm I'm with you. I think the coffee, you know, it's it's kind of like on the fence. I think it's really let your body talk to you. You know, I think it does have some acidity. What about the end of the day? So coffee, you're talking about in the morning, end of the day, they want to reach for that glass of wine off limits or can they have occasional wine?
1: Occasional wine is fine by my book, but I, I do look for the research to support my vices, which does include uh-huh. wine, chocolate, and coffee. So I, I have dug into that. But um, low sugar wine is a nice option. And, you know, low carbohydrate uh, drinks that don't increase right. your blood sugar. I don't know, we can talk about tequila on air, air here, but that's <laughs> one of my, my um, mocktail and cocktail recipes I, I will do with or without tequila.
0: Yeah, and we've had several guests on here talking about tequilas actually helps the gut microbiome, true?
1: I did not know, but I'll add that to my, yeah, Yeah, add that to my reasons.
0: Helps the microbiome, (laughs) like, oh, wow, yeah, we've had a a few of them in the Mindshare community that we share has been on there as well. Let me ask you this with the, um, you know, the book you mentioned ketones and the brain and how it can save Mm -hmm. our health. Share with Mm -hmm. us what are ketones and why are they so helpful for the brain?
1: Mm, and and this is a really critical point, essential for the postmenopausal brain. And um, so ketones, like we either will burn glucose for fuel or ketones, essentially from fat, fuel molecules from fat, energy sources from fat. And what's really fascinating is that in our brain, the use of glucose for fuel is estrogen dependent. Now, as women, we rely primarily on our ovarian production of estrogen, although estrogens produced elsewhere in the body, but primarily on our ovarian production. Production. So, as that starts to decline in the perimenopause, our brain is having a decrease in glucose utilization, as shown by some great studies looking at brain imaging and glucose utilization published in 2015. And what we know is that, well, ketone use is not. Hormone dependent. And this was a big aha for me because mm-hmm. when I went keto green and before I did, I was following my good functional medicine detoxification diet, healthy alkalinizers, including some rice and other higher carbohydrates, but good food, right? right. But I was gaining weight overnight and i had the brain fog the f- mental fatigue the memory loss and when i shift to get keto green or keto alkaline it was like my brain was back i was i had clarity i mean i never could have written in, let alone newsletters 5 years ago now i've written two best selling books and so it does make a difference in our brain. So ketones, switching to ketones, I was alert, you know, could understand, especially as keto alkaline. And right. that makes a difference because it is not hormone dependent.
0: Great. I know the minute we have left, mm-hmm. I wanted to get your opinion on the intermittent fasting. Where, What role does that play? Is that part Essential. of the... Uh- it is essential. Share, share, I know there's so many different variations. Now we got the 23 in one. So starve yourself for 23 hours, eat one meal a day. Where does the healthy intermittent fasting fall in your view?
1: Yeah, so with Keto Green 16, we're at 16 hours. But with the, my book, The Hormone Fix, I worked with clients to go 13 to 15 hours. Let's just start there. Uh-huh. And and that's a big step for so many women, right? Because you've been conditioned right. to have a snack before bed and wake up. And for men too, it's not just us. And so, but this is a huge life's change. But the research shows if we keep at least 13 hours between dinner and breakfast in a study that looked at women with breast cancer published in JAMA in 2016, mm-hmm. it showed that women who had at least 13 hours between dinner and breakfast who had had breast cancer had a decreased risk of recurrent breast cancer and also a lower hemoglobin A1c as a result of that. I see that consistently as well. And so in ketogreen 16, I push it a little bit more because definitely menopause and postmenopause... That extended intermittent fasting empowers our body to get into ketosis easier. And also it's a muscle like any others that we have to exercise. It also helps us, you know, really do get into the state of autophagy and exercise into some extended fasting. So what I encourage for these 16 days, we work towards, you know, 16 hours of intermittent fasting and I promise everyone listening you can do this doesn't matter if you've had history of hypoglycemia with understanding the pearls and and principles if of the keto green way we can absolutely get you here and that is really well, I also recommend experimenting with other different fasting, like Sunday um, is my spiritual day, and I, that's mm-hmm. an extended fasting day as a routine. So that's typically a one meal a day day. And so just kind of play with it through yes. through your life and see. So I'm always about ten percent fasting, eighty percent keto green, and ten percent feasting, right? Dr. Friedman, we've got to get those feasts in yeah. there.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks for being here. Shared some great healthy spin on the uh, keto diet. I've had a lot of experts on there. This is a really uh, a, a nice spin. I enjoyed chatting with you, and hopefully, our listeners took good notes. To get your copy of Keto Green 16, go to drannakebecca.com and be sure and check out her podcast, her blog post, and healthy recipes. You can follow Dr. Quebeca on Twitter at Anna Kabeca, Instagram at Dr. Anna Kabeca, and on YouTube, Kabeca Health. For my daily health tweets and Facebook posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D Friedman, if you heard Dr. Kabeka share something today that somebody you know needs to hear, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to you, Good Health Radio and RadioMD.com, and peruse our podcast library and share these segments with friends and family and coworkers and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts on iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.